Hello and welcome to this episode of Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. We are talking awkward introductions, fail house sales, and damn, change is a bitch. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It's so right. But it's so wrong. It's so wrong. wrong. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to the after show for Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. I am Tara Johnson, and it's just two of us tonight. I know. Feels so empty. You feel so far away. I know it is. Like we're and Lindsay and I normally sit next to each other. So I'm like, wait, you're over there. So far away. But we're we're here. We're going to hold it down. I am Tara Johnson. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at TJ Wagging Her Tail, and my lovely co-host tonight. I'm Lindsay Miller, and you can. Find me on social media at Rockin' Mama Life. Rockin', I love that name. I just do. Right. Make it plain. Rockin' Mama <laughs> Life. That's what's happening. And so much happening on this episode tonight. Season four, episode five, Rule 930, Plan for New Plans. Right off the top, what did you think of this episode? I really liked this episode. I think we've had such heavy, yeah. heavy drama episodes mm-hmm. that it was really nice to get the comedy back in the dramedy this week it was I laughed it was fun there was still some serious deep moments but also it was that like lighthearted, fun I don't know yeah we got we got the ladies back in LA which then puts them back kind of in you know in their stilettos in their own Mm -hmm. home type of thing but it was a perfect setup for season finale next week can you believe it's season finale next week I know these mini seasons are like they go super quick like a blink. Yeah. Well, they hit the ground in L.A. and everybody has something going on. Let's start with Phoebe and her downsizing. Oh, Phoebe. And saying goodbye to all her possessions. I want to thank you, Table. Phoebe. What was it? It was our family together. Cone Mari method? Yeah. Which I Googled and it said nothing about saying goodbye to your belongings. No? No. I Googled it and what I found was the... The Cone Mari method is where you basically downsize by looking at each item in your house and asking, like, do I need this? Do I use this? Do I love this? Like, does this bring me joy? And oh. the whole idea is if it doesn't bring you joy, then get rid of it. You know, so, like, those pants that you're like, oh, when I lose five pounds, I can wear these. Get rid of them. Oh. If, like, you know, those those types of things. So really only holding on to the things that you hold dearly, I guess. That sounds like hoarders. Anything about saying goodbye, no. <laughs> that sounds like hoarders. Now you have hoarders is like... I'm a hoarder. Are you? So it's like yeah. put junk pile. Do you need this? Yeah. That's what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. But she was going through everything and saying goodbye. It was sweet. It was very <laughs> sweet. And I thought she was 100% committed to selling this house. Her kids were on board. Mm-hmm. They had the movers. They had the estate sale. Change is hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. You get wrapped up in all that. And then it's like, oh, you just have to sign that one more line. Right. And I knew when the when the realtor came back mm-hmm. and said, I thought she was going to pull the, I don't have the money. You know, when he asked her to come, I, I thought, too. you know, the amendment of paying for the roof. I was like, Phoebe doesn't have that money. Like, right. she doesn't have to do that. But I'm thinking, all right, then you can take it. I'm thinking too realistic. I'm like, she can take a credit on the purchase, right. you know, price. It's a way to work it out. And then she just pulled the plug. And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. I did not see that one coming. No, I didn't either. I mean, I did, but I didn't. <laughs> 
Because she was freaking out about it. She was freaking out about it. But she kept it really cool and under wraps. Like, I didn't know how much she was freaking out about it. I know she was yeah. nostalgic, right? Yeah. This is that dress. Every man made me appreciate the dress while I had it. Yeah. That rug. That, you know, all those things. So I could tell she was going through the motions and yeah. saying goodbye. But I didn't see her pulling the rug no, like No, I that. didn't see that. I knew there was going to be some sort of Phoebe meltdown. Because Anybody would. I don't know. When you get all of your belongings in a room and you just sell them off, like anybody, it's natural to, we create attachments. It's part of us being human. We attach ourselves to the things around us and letting go is healthy, but it's also hard and scary. And so I knew there was going to be a meltdown. I didn't expect a full, like, it's off the table. No, we're not selling the house. Right. Take everything back into the house. I didn't expect that at all. But also, what a terrible realtor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? Like, what realtor has, like, a multi-million dollar home sale and is like, oh, the chimney. Oh, oh, it's off the table. Okay, I'll just tell them. Right, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back and tell them right now. Like, and then the fact that she actually went. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline and told them like if you're a realtor you've probably been through this before people get cold feet they like you you go home and you're like okay Phoebe we'll pull the deal and then you go home and you wait a little bit 24 hours 48 hours exactly (laughs) then you're when they call you back going oh let's sell it then you're I'm like Phoebe sleep on that (laughs) still getting your commission right Phoebe, let's sleep on that let's not make any hasty moves worst realtor move ever that was really and I didn't I also didn't expect, they were throwing curveballs, I didn't expect her to pull the plug on the sale, Then I didn't expect the sale to, like, completely fall through. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Terrible realtor. Like, what realtor then goes and is like, oh, it's off because of the chimney? I mean, most realtors, realtors I know would say, hell, with this type of commission, I will pay for the chimney my dog gone Exactly. Self. This deal is going to close. <laughs> yeah. I, I Do you think Phoebe was getting cold feet simply because she was leaving her possessions? Or do you think she was getting caught up as she did before in the lifestyle? And downsizing to Venice isn't as great and grand as this house. It's like she was saying to her kids at the end of the show, like, I didn't have this great house to live yeah. in growing up in, and I want you guys to have that. Do you think she was getting back caught up back into that again? Look, I think it's one thing to know on paper and in your head that something is the right thing to do, especially when it comes to, like, being financially prudent. Mm -hmm. It's another when it comes down to actually doing it, you know? Like, downsizing is something that is incredibly hard for people to do, and a lot of people could benefit from it. And it's great to say on paper, like, oh, we can do this or we should do this. And, yeah, we'll find this cool place in Venice. And But when it comes down to actually moving your stuff out in boxes, selling all your things, and doing it, like those those darn tiny houses or whatever. 
I guarantee like 99.9% of the people that saw the stupid HGTV shows on HGTV, right? <laughs> like see that show and they're like, we can do the tiny house. So true. And they sell all their stuff and they sell their house and they walk into their like shoebox and they're like, what did we do? This is terrible. 750 square feet house. Yeah. It's great in your head. It's you totally watch it on great. the show and you're like, yeah, the tiny house. It's where it's at. You're free from your belongings until you're living in the tiny house and then you're not so. And so you're trying to move your stuff into yeah. the tiny house. Exactly. So I think it's just, you know, there's a big difference between what you know you should do and actually following through. Following through. Yeah. I will thank the writers for the estate sale because the estate sale was where some of the most awkward moments in television oh my gosh. occurred. Yeah. Can we say Joe and Albert and Albert meeting the rest <sighs> of the people? I don't so know. Awkward. I mean... I felt awkward myself. I was sweating for yeah. them. But bless Joe's heart, because she's like, well, this is awkward. This is terrible. This is like a root canal. Like, she, I love that she just narrates the situation. She's like, I'm not going to sit in this uncomfortableness. I'm just going to call it like it is. Well, even Albert was like, half the women here have seen my naked ass. So, like, oh, that was, right. I thought that was a little bit much. I was like, Albert, you're not helping yourself. <laughs> I Too love soon. Albert. I love Albert. And oh, I, lo- I do. Why? I love Albert. And the Joe. new Albert, or did you always like Albert? No, 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 I don't no, no, remember. No, 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 no. no, no you no. did find Albert attractive, too. No, 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 I did not. No, 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 no. no. Okay. I was always Gordon. Somebody I was always did. Team Albert. Gordon. Mm-mm. I thought Delia and Albert had real feelings for each other. I really did. And I'm happy that Delia's dealing with everything now, but I do like, if you want to call it, Joe 2.0 and Albert 2.0 oh, together. Geez. I actually like them together mm-hmm. a lot. I no. think they both want to change, and they are both helping each other be or at least aspire to be better people. Okay, fine. You know, in this in this episode, I didn't hate them as much. Although I died with Zoe's like <laughs> rundown of him. She's like, he's so weird. I was like, I feel you, I feel you, Zoe. She's he's desperate so weird and needy and it was awesome. Who thought that plan? Albert did. That was the worst plan <laughs> the worst. in the world. But only because, and, and it was also. the best bad acting I've seen, though. That's like, true. And th- this bad. show was full of those kind of awkward introductions, right? It was yeah. that one between, and it was all Joe and Albert. Yeah. But the thing with Zoe was, given the relationship that Joe says she has with mm-hmm. Zoe and the one that we've seen is one of t- tremendous honesty. Super Joe honest. is like the most honest blatant person on the show even to her own detriment so then to come back and try to craft this whole thing with Zoe Mm, yeah I hear that but I also think that Joe is you know like you said Joe 2.0 and she's Mm -hmm. really making some changes and I think that you know we saw last season her really her actions really hurt Zoe and her really see how the way that she engages in her own life affects her daughter and I think that she's really trying to make a change there so I could see her treading lightly you know it's the first time she's kind of like wait a minute like maybe I don't want to just dump this on her until I know it's something not weird but then they made it super weird that the relationship between the two of them will always be something weird. Mm-hmm. There's no way to get around that. I know. It's kind of weirdly wonderful. Yeah. It cannot work, though. Just for the record, the, Joe and Albert will not end up together, in my opinion. What? It's so wrong. 
I, I mm-hmm. really seriously, okay, after they get over all of this, and this mm-hmm. is a lot to get, I mean, think about it. Mm-mm. Thus far in their relationship, they've gotten over so Yeah, but much. the weird is always there. I think they will come out of it better people and better people for somebody else. Hmm. As a, as a, I still vote for Jalbert. Can I do that? Can I just say that? Jalbert? Joe and Albert, can I do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Moving on. I, I totally vote for them. We'll see if Zoe I'm can recover Zoe. from this. They're really weird. <laughs> we'll see if she can recover from this. I can understand her being super upset with her mother. Uh, yes. But can we also agree that Joe might have told her a little too uh, much? Way too much. She did not need to tell her about the Delia Albert. That was a bit much. But also thinking about confessions, Delia and Paul. Mm -hmm. How are we digging Delia and Paul? What are we thinking about them? Okay, so I had a 180 this episode. Last episode, I was like, this won't work. He seems very surface, and she seems to be just sort of hiding in this relationship. He seems very immature, and I have the absolute opposite view of him now. I really like them. If you changed Lindsay, I know. Then you have really I know. done something. Right? That does I really not happen. I liked them this episode. I like them. I like them. What yeah. I did not like, and I definitely want to ask you about, what I did not like is Delia having this feeling of her not being good enough or being mm. ashamed of her mm-hmm. past, which I you know, I dated someone once and I thought he was like this squeaky clean person and I was like, "Oh, I you know, I can't really be who I am or I can't really tell him everything about me. And the relationship ended, but it really was never right because, like, I am who I am. Right. I couldn't tell him. I felt like if I told him and I was going to lose him, and I think that's the same thing Delia was feeling. But why be ashamed of who you are? Who you are, your experiences make you the person that you are. Right. No, I agree. And that's actually where my 180 was Mm. because that's what I felt like last episode. I felt like... This relationship is very surface. She's not real with him. She's not herself with him. Right. Um, and that was kind of the one thing with Albert that it was like, okay, she's she's honest with him. You know, like, it's ugly and whatever, but it's real to some extent. But this, you know, I, the first thing I wrote down was when they had the squeaky clean conversation, I was like, she's going to... She's going to F up his campaign. <laughs> um, and I was sort of waiting for him to be like, Delia, no, stop talking at the party they were oh, yeah. at. And then when he was asking her, you know, what's the deal with Sherry and she didn't say anything, I was like, oh, Delia, this is so terrible. But then she told him and she told him everything. Right. And then he responded with, eh, I'm not so squeaky clean either. You're squeaky clean to me. And I was like, okay. Now we have something real because all the dirt's out there. And like you said, who you are, who you have been makes you who you are now. They're the lessons that teach you. And Mm -hmm. just because you make poor decisions doesn't mean you're a bad person or, you know, something's wrong. It just means that you've now learned from them and hopefully won't make those decisions again yeah and Delia is a straight up badass like Mm -hmm. no need to be ashamed of anything but I will say when Sherry came into the party they introduced her I couldn't remember I thought at first I said (sighs) wait is this Albert's Mm ex-wife or Gordon's ex-wife because let's just be honest honest that whole thing was messy right and at first I thought it was Albert's ex-wife yeah 
And then at the end, they said it was, you know, then she said, well, Gordon was a client at the same time. So I was like, oh, this was Gordon's mm-hmm. ex-wife. That's a lot of messy, Delia. I mean, like, mm-hmm. not no judgment here, but that's a lot of messy. Yeah. Really happy that that part of her life is over. Yeah. Because now she's with the Latino version of Barack Obama. Uh-huh. <gasps> mm-hmm. Barack <but> Latino. <laughs> no, a little pot seller. Right, the, uh... right. No, that was heavy stuff to... to to definitely tell her, mm-hmm. but necessary if you're yeah. going to run this campaign because somebody else finds yeah. that out, that that could ruin you. So I'm glad they got that. Well, somebody's going to find it out. You think so? That's uh, going to have to happen. Oh, Lindsay. Yeah, you bring me down a little know. bit sometimes. Sherry, Sherry's still out there. Oh, yeah, Sherry is still out Just there. Saying. Yeah, but you know what, Sherry. But mm-hmm. I remember when Delia was defending Gordon. I don't remember Sherry being so squeaky clean in their divorce either. I thought one of the reasons why Gordon, you guys remind me, I thought one of the reasons that they were getting divorced was because she had been cheating on Gordon. Or maybe am I completely off base? I don't remember. Yeah, because I remember her just not being so squeaky clean when Gordon was going through the divorce. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't I don't recall. Do you, if you guys let yeah. us know if you remember, because that is useful. Yeah, because I'm like, wait a minute, Sherry. I don't know, but I don't think it's the last we're going to see of Sherry. Yeah, probably mm. not. I would love to see Gordon again. You know, I'm always a big, oh, I'm always a big fan Gordon. of Gordon. He's a stunning man. Always, always. Oh. But change is there's a lot of change this episode, mm-hmm. and it's difficult. And we see Abby, and her, she brought oh, her dad geez. back with her, and they're just adjusting. You know, mm-hmm. Abby is adjusting to being back with her dad. Her dad is adjusting to being there with her and his, you know, her and her family. The kids are adjusting. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of adjustment. And my heart goes out uh, to her dad just in so trying hard. to take all of this in. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, I couldn't even imagine being in the position he's in where it's like all of a sudden your daughter is treating you like you're a child and sadly we find out rightfully so but it's I just think an incredibly humbling experience for anybody to go through and I I love what they've done with the writing of this because I thought it was very beautifully done um, and very real Mm -hmm. that struggle on all sides of of the the, the dad's dynamic I think the thing I mean and normally I am always the person who's all over Abby for being like totally you know mm-hmm. anxious and like i'm like loosen up but in this instance with her father given the fact that he comes and goes and doesn't quite mm-hmm. get everything i get it and i and i tried to put myself in her shoes and i'm like how i don't know how i would approach it any differently no than what she's doing and how she's handling it because yeah. you have to make some like clear boundaries to your father to protect him you also have to protect your kids. You also have to protect your kids. And, you know, he just wants, and I love, I, I, who's the actor who's playing her dad? I can't remember oh, his name right remember now. his name. He's amazing. He's amazing. amazing and it's it's beautiful acting. And you can, and, and I feel the relationship, like I definitely get the relationship. And he just comes across this really jovial, you know, guy mm-hmm. who just wants his life back. Think, I mean, I think in this episode he was grasping the fact that his wife wasn't there, which is huge from, Two episodes, or last episode. Yeah. But even still, 
he just, I can't drive. You won't let me cook. Mm-hmm. You keep feeding me this avocado toast. But it's so, you know, the things that he's doing are real. You know, my uh, my grandfather had a stroke when I was 16, and he's still alive. And he, I remember for years, you know, he, it's been incredibly hard for my grandmother mm-hmm. to care for him. She ended up having hip surgery because she had to, like, lift him because he would just, like, oh fall gosh. and stuff like that. But I remember he would... <laughs> He was a smoker, and he would, like, sneak cigarettes, and she would take away his lighters and matches, so he would get, like, his blowtorch from the basement. I mean, like, hysterical stuff like this. And he would, I remember, like, we would be visiting them in Virginia, and he would, like, find the keys to the car, and they'd be like, everybody's got to find Dick, because he's, like, lost, and, like, he, you know, he isn't always with it. But, like, there's moments where he's totally lucid, and he's like, I don't understand why you won't let me do everything because that's how it is with the stroke or you know any sort of traumatic brain injury is that it's not like it's not black and white right you know it's there's moments of total clarity and then there's days where it's just it's just a rough day and then there's fleeting moments where you're just confused and not sure what's happening and so it's it made me chuckle a little because my grandpa I mean literally there have been times where it's like he just like will take off. And they're like, where's grandpa? You know, like it just happens or, you know, like the, the fire, it's, that's something that is very real that happens. And a lot, a lot, a lot of people deal with this. So I lo- that's why I really enjoyed the writing on this because it, it's real. <laughs> like that's- It was so real and so humbling because mm-hmm. her father had been fighting this kind of, I'm still your father. I'm still a grown up. I'm still independent. Mm-hmm. I can still drive and I can do everything I used to do. But at that moment when she comes home and the camera turns to him and he's sitting there apologizing, mm-hmm. he looks like a five year old kid and mm-hmm. it just breaks your heart. Oh, it's devastating. It's to, devastating. You know, to have him feel that way. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'm sure as Abby's character, you have to sit there and go like, how am I going to handle this? Like he did. He put my house, my kids, mm-hmm. himself in danger, but I don't want to humiliate my, you know, I don't want to no. humiliate my father and make no. him feel bad because this is, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's an accident. It was an accident, an absolute accident, but it's a heartbreaking one, you know, and and I think he said it best where he's like, this doesn't feel like my life anymore, and that's, that I think is what's the hardest part about, you know, anybody who knows somebody who's had a stroke or is, who's gone through it and has any residual brain damage is like you you can't you aren't out of it so right. you're aware you're aware that your life is no longer your life you know or any kind of injury like that where it's like all of a sudden everything you know about life everything you trust about yourself your independence you had your he's he's not a child you right. know he's lived an entire life he's raised children and now has grandchildren and now he can't care for himself and that's devastating and he's aware of it and that's like really it just heartbreaks for them it's heartbreaking for them i have to say i feel like and i know mike came to the rescue rescue Mm -hmm. was abby's support last week which was huge james leisure but where the f is jake feel like a jake moment's necessary where the f is jake i feel like we just need jake to come on in there because yeah. Mike was great last week and he gave Abby the advice about, you know, telling about his parents and mm-hmm. have you guys really figured out how you're going to take care of your dad. Yeah. But Jake has been around. Jake knows this man. Like they have a relationship. Yeah. They talked about him at the what, dinner mm-hmm. table this week. 
So he's a big, huge missing part. Where's yeah. my Jake? Well, and not just that. Where's Jake as a father of these two kids? True. And, you know, as an ex-husband, there's certain things that you should step up for. And if your wife or your ex-wife, mother of your children, is having to care for her father and is in this transition, and you know it's going to be hard and and there's going to be some growing pains and your kids are going to have to go through it with them, you should be there and you should be stepping in. If not for Abby, then for the kids. Because this is an incredibly... I mean, I can't imagine if, like... I mean, he, their father was not there when their grandmother died. Right. Like, Abby aside... Their father was not there for them when they probably experienced the first death of somebody close to them in their lives. And that's a huge thing. And that's something that I don't understand the writing on that and why there wasn't some explanation of that other than, oh, he's off filming this movie. I'm sorry, but bereavement is like a legal excuse from work. Like, you you leave. There's certain things that you leave for. Life and death. That's one of them. That's why I'm like, we have the season finale coming mm-hmm. up, so it is still time for a Jake moment. I just, because I, I 100% agree mm-hmm. with you, like, these kids are now adjusting to another male being in the house, but that's a male who they viewed as their grandfather. I mean, this man mm-hmm. is, what, six, whatever. He's this huge, yeah. you know, um, presence in their life, and now he's changed, so then yeah. now their relationship has to change. Again, I just feel like... He needs to be there. We need and some I Jake. really hope that Abby lets him have it when yeah. he's there because mm-mm, not okay, Jake. We need some Jake. Abby was letting a lot of people have it. Oh, jeez. Yep. In this episode, lady parts might be parting ways. I don't even know. I Yeah. No, I don't think they'll part. Uh, maybe. Mm. I mean, Growing but when, pains. I think I, I think I called this maybe two or three episodes ago. I was like... I felt it for I felt for Barbara because I was like, just being Abby, because I think Barbara mm-hmm. called it. She was like, it doesn't matter what I did. If the idea is not yours, mm-hmm. you're not going to be satisfied with it. And yeah. I and I 100 percent agree with her. There was no way Barbara was ever going to come out of this unscathed. Like it just no. wasn't. But, but do you agree with the like making that big of a statement or something like that without consulting your partner on the business? I have to say, I think the idea is fairly brilliant. I think it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. I think it's a very bold idea. Mm -hmm. And I definitely agree with both sides. Like, I can see Abby's reservations on it in terms of, like, this needs to make money. Of course. And it's a great, bold statement to make, but perhaps we shouldn't have shouted it from the rooftops and made this huge public statement of it before we knew if it was financially viable. I get that. I guess for, I mean, I think the only way to make it financially viable was to shout it from the rooftops. I think if you're going to make that kind of statement, especially, I think you need something, a big splash like that. And what Barbara was saying, you know, we're getting some buzz but to go on a show as big as the Today Show with Hoden Kathy Lee and make right. this statement of this is what we're doing. And, and and I don't think Barbara said at any time, like, she didn't say men are bad. No, and no, no. men's money. But we're just using lady parts as an example to say that women can start a business and women can support each other in that business. 
um, we can we will only accept female advertisers. That way, everyone who's associated with the website will have a similar thought process or we will be able to relate to each other because in right. business, especially sometimes women just don't have that chance. I, I really like the idea. Right. And I get what you're saying. Barbara could have waited until Abby came back. But at the time that Abby left, it was a critical part. Like it was at a critical moment in the website and some decisions needed to be made. Yeah, I mean, I get that. But I also feel like that's the kind of decision that it's like, even though Abby's going through this and this is happening, you call him up. If you're going to make a bold statement on the entire like philosophy and direction of your company. I get that. Yeah, at least call her up. Like I said, I get like Abby said, take the reins, do whatever. But I don't think she meant go redefine our business without me. And I I think that that's I think I think there's a truth to all sides. Like I think no matter what Barbara had done, I think Abby would have had issue if anything bold, any sort of decision was made in her absence. But in Abby's defense, I do kind of agree. This is like a big statement to make. Um, and and while I support it, and I think I, I kind of lean a little more towards Abby's on this, the sad reality is there aren't that many women-owned, women-run companies to support their website. And I understand that somebody has to make a change right. to make a change, but it may be the cart before the horse, you know? You need those companies to exist to support yours. So you may have shot your own agenda in the foot because you could have done really amazing things like, say, we're only going to hire female writers. We're going to have a female-only staff. We're going to, you know, Lady Parts is going to be 100% female from through and through. And we are going to prioritize female advertisers to bolster our company I think saying something like, oh, we're only going to accept money from female advertisers may set you up to fail. And then you can't reach and make a change from within if you don't exist. I get that. And the one thing I felt was when Abby came and and took a look at the spreadsheet and the budget and she was like, we're in the red. I'm thinking, well, hell, every new business in the red. You every, know what I mean? like, every new business, most businesses are every in the new red. business. You know, it takes what I mean. I know most businesses go out of business. You know, most, most fail, most yeah. fail in what the first three to five years or yeah. something like that. Well, hell, you got to be around three to five years to right. see what's going to happen. I just kind of felt as if she came in and really just didn't even open her mind to the idea. And I understand. Mm-hmm. I definitely understand what you're saying. There's tons of ways to slice it and dice it, but to say. Female staff, female writers, and female advertisers, I think is just such a strong... Because I, I think we have... I agree. I think we have so many brands right now where you'll have females in the front, but then when you start really digging, mm-hmm. the CEO is a male. Well, so that's, or, you know, a that's CF, my question. Yeah. Is what's your definition of a female brand? Right. You know, like, what is your definition? Because you're not going to find companies where it's 100% female. Not to lady parts. Right. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, what is your definition of a female-run company? Is it the CEO? Is it the founder? Is it the president? Is it the board? Like, what percentage of the company is mm-hmm. female? Because it, I just, I don't know. I'm curious as to how this is going to work. I, I really do love it, and I love the boldness, and I I hate the fact that they had the squabble in front of Kathleen and Hoda. Cause I, I just, the mic drop was like, awesome. Though. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but Because if that would have happened in real life, you would have sat there like, what, 
which is what's going on. But what I kind happened? of love that it happened in front of Kathy and Hoda because I was, I was really glad that Barbara got over her stage fright and Absolutely. she was like, you know what? Let me tell you about this because <laughs> that's what she like. That's what she needed. Yeah. She waited for Abby to support the idea, yeah. and when she didn't, she was like, okay. Mm-hmm. If you're not, I'm definitely going to step out and say yeah. what I need to say about this. So I, it was really like Barbara's moment where she, she kind flourished. of like, oh, yeah. And then she dropped that mic and walked the hell off, which I, mm-hmm. I just thought was, was brilliant. Awesome. It was just awesome. So we will see awesome. what happens. I think we covered everything, but we have some time yeah. for uh, predictions. Oh, yeah. And now you're after Buzz TV. Season finale next week. What do you have? Oh my gosh, there's so much. There's so much happening. The previews, I like my mind was blown. Delia's apparently getting knocked up, obviously, by uh, what is his name? Paul. Paul. And that's gonna put a wrinkle in the campaign because someone's gonna find out about it. Just saying. That's going to get found out. Mm. Do you think she'd keep the baby? Well, so that's, that was the question I was going to ah. ask because Delia has made it pretty clear numerous times she does not want kids. No, Delia needs a baby. Remember, I feel like she needs a baby. I think it was, wasn't it like a really big issue between she and Gordon? Mm-hmm. It was a really big issue. She's very clear. I do not yeah. want children. And I, it also has to do with her kind of checkered past and her childhood, mm-hmm. remember? She does not want kids. I think she'd make a really great mom, though. I mean, yeah. It would soften her up a little bit. Oh, she... I I think Delia should keep the baby. But I'm not her friend. Um, Barbara and Daryl. I love that we're seeing more of Barbara. You know, it, incredible actress. And we saw her sort of, like, walk on as just this, like, bit role. Mm-hmm. And now she really is, like at the heart of this cast and it's really incredible and I'm curious to see because I love Daryl and I love her and Daryl. I love them together. I love them with their falling in love over their oven ranges or stoves. I can't. They don't get enough smooching though. Bless his heart. So yeah, but I think Barbara's going to freak out. Because she's in love Mm -hmm. with Daryl? Mm-hmm. Haven't you seen the beard on that man? Well, I mean, she, she's lovable. divorced. She's been through right. a divorce with her son. And I think we're going to see some of her past come in there and some of like the Barbara we love. You know, she's a, she has a tough outer shell. Yeah, she's, she's a, a tough steady. cookie. She's the steady rock. And she, I think she's a lot mushier inside than she lets out this shell. And I think that we're going to see that sort of melt down. And I'm curious to see how that affects things with lady parts and with her relationship with Abby once things in her life sort of start to unfurl a little bit from the inside because I think it will be a bit of unfurling. You know, I don't think it's going to be like, oh, we're in love, we're in love, this is great, I'm on cloud nine. I think it's going to be a little bit more loaded and it, it's going to cause some some stuff to come up for Barbara. Mm, interesting. Um, Phoebe, I think mean, we talked about this. Obviously, somebody gets out of jail and we think it might be his her brother. Yeah, we were saying both both we thought it was her yeah, brother. Yeah, and I was like, well, no, he's dead. And then, yeah, yeah, Tara pointed out that she never actually said that her brother died. Nope. She just said he never came back out of it. So the bad that places. I'm curious about. Um, yeah, and then we see Mike. Uh, I don't know. I don't just don't think Mike's the right guy. Yeah, I was. I've never been an Abby Mike person. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good for the moment. Actually, mm-hmm. I thought in that relationship, she was better for him because she 
was the one who said, let's put the kibosh on it. Mm-hmm. You really need to deal with this divorce. You're not dealing with it. And he agreed last week yeah. when he came, which I wasn't here last week, but let's just say big ups to Mike because it was huge for him to come to the funeral. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's supposed yeah. to be any more than that. You know? I don't know. Um, I... I as much as I love Delia and Paul, because mm-hmm. I think they are, I think he's good for Delia. I do not see Delia as a politician's Wife. plus one, you yeah. know. And even in local politics, let's just be honest. I mean, Paul's like, I've been working on this since, what, I was 12 or something yeah. like that. Um, even in local politics, you want someone, a candidate who's married. I mean, you know, solid family right. values are the thing that so many candidates run their campaign on. So to have them not married or not Mm -hmm. their series and then with a kid being thrown in the mix, that's a lot. Well, and I did think about that when, you know, they were sort of parading around the party and he said, is there some aspect of Paul who, you know, like what percentage of him likes Delia for Delia or likes Delia because he needs somebody on his arm and he knows that. And she's a polished plus one. She's fantastically polished. I mean, they the two of them work together great, mm-hmm. but sooner or later, I think someone's going to say, well, are you getting married? You know, yeah. and, if, and, and you're right. If this kid, if like the idea of a kid comes out, oh my gosh, that's going to completely gonna change. Mess. Yeah, it's going to change everything. But I think they'll end up together. Just saying. I don't, unfortunately. I, I think Delia, I'm going to call it right now, I think Delia will be the only one of the girls who has a happily ever after with a male. Interesting. I think. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. We we can go with that. Yeah. You know, I'm all over Joe and Albert. Oh, and Barbara, because I think Barbara and yeah. Daryl just But I that. need them to get a little closer. I need a little mm. more. Not that I'm trying to ask for somebody kind of sex scene or something, <laughs> but I need to feel that Barbara and, and Daryl do more than, like, a peck on the cheek or the lips right? here and there. It's very, like... It's very... Yeah. Like, very I don't... I don't get the heat from them, even though I heat. like them. I need them to like some. I need some heat to be written in for them. Maybe she's afraid of the heat. Didn't her the, her husband left her for her sister? Yes, that, mm, that she's is got true. So, she's gonna. That is love true. Is gonna unfold. Yeah, she's gonna it's totally gonna unravel. Be so good. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be really, really good. But but also, I'm thinking. I don't know. Daryl was cool with her calling the boyfriend. He was even like flattered by it. Further than that, I don't know. Because again, we're you not getting. You think he'll this, have an issue with? Because we're not getting the heat. Like we're not getting the heat. They definitely seem they like each other. They walk arm in arm at the estate sale. They like taking a look at like furniture and stuff together. But you don't know what they're like behind closed doors. That's what I need to Maybe see. Maybe that's real dirty. That's what I need to see. <laughs> I want Joe and Albert to continue. We got to figure out this Zoe thing. You know what? Kids uh, are resilient. She'll get over it. Just keep pushing on. Uh, I don't know. I'd want Jake to come back. I, you know what? I will say this, I don't think, and I'll call this, I don't think at the end of the show, Abby will, like, walk off into the sunset with oh, the no, guy. Oh, absolutely not. But I think, I, but that's, I think that's okay. That, I think that's how yeah. Abby's story should be written. I think that's okay. I'm hoping and praying that Dad, you know, gets on his feet and they figure out something. I, mm. I will say, I hope the brother comes back, because I missed her yeah. brother. And Ford and their family, yeah. and, you know, they're going through their divorce. But I liked that dynamic. And yeah. I like seeing Abby with her brother. Um, yeah. So, I, you know. Well, I think her father will end up going to live with her brother. Yeah. I mean, and, ultimately. And I need to see Jake next week. Yeah. 
We need I some need to Jake. see Jake an episode ago. We need we need some Jake action on the mm-hmm. real. Do you really think he'll be in the finale? No. No, I don't think so. Either. I don't think so either. And of course, look, maybe we'll get a phone call. Something. <laughs> we need a Jake sighting, and I get it. Like you know, a, Jake, I need you back. Right. We need a Jake sighting. I I will always root for Abby and Jake. I know everyone thinks that's ridiculous, and that's way. Oh gone. no, I I. If Abby doesn't have with Jake, she's not ending up with anybody. Right. I just think that's the right thing. I think that's the right mix. So I think we took care of everything. Next week, season finale of season four. It happens really fast. It's all this season. I know, right? That's true. So please hit us up online and let us know what you think about the after show and the episode. Lindsay, tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me, Lindsay Miller, at Rockin' Mama Life. She's Rockin' Mama Life, and you can find me at TJ Wagging Her Tail. And you will find us both back here next week for the season finale of Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. Until then, we'll see you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 